and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, all ages. It's that time of the week again for reaching out with Cameron. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is two weeks in a row that a show will be released. <laughs> so let's just have an applause. <laughs> because we are back for the second week in a row. And for the first time ever, we have a guest, but that is not my place to introduce. So here is the man in the myth of legend, Camo. Hello, this is Camo, and welcome back to another episode of Reaching Out. Now, this week we have a special for uh, our first guest, a guy that I've known for decades. Yeah, he's done it for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, almost uh, eight or nine years now. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Crazy. And uh, it's weird because we kept switching places. Mm-hmm. Like, before I went to a lot, we were over at Hug Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And then I went to a lot, and we worked together. And after I left a lot, I went to the park. I right. there, and I came to the area. I didn't that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty well, man. So you both work at her Cameron currently, right? No, I I work there. I don't know how so No, I mean, like, that's where you all met? At no, we, we met, I think it was a lot, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was working And whenever I left the Hard Rock and went to the Marriott, he was already working with uh, bartender. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I really like the idea of the show. It's like volunteers, like, I think it's important for, I don't know, like I've heard podcasts. You know, where people just kind of air out, you know, like what they've been through and their struggles, and it's helping me before that. So uh, you know, give it a shot. You know, sure. people can relate to some of the stuff. Do you have any yeah. current favorite podcast? Um, yeah. So one in particular that kind of got me interested in the show is called uh, the Mental Illness Happy Hour with Paul Gil Martin. It's literally like just people coming out. Sometimes like celebrities, teams, but. A lot of random people just telling their like life stories and you know what they've been through, what they're going through, and it's really interesting. But as far as other podcasts, like I listen to a lot of comedy stuff, like uh, you know, Mom's House or like uh, you know stuff like that. Um, yeah, I got in a lot of murder mysteries, like something oh, yeah. was wrong. Um, my favorite murder. Yeah, my girlfriend was listening to my favorite murder. She was feeling it. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I, I need to look into it because it sounds very interesting. They definitely have an edge to it where it connects with females and males at the same time and it's just it's a fun time about mm-hmm. an hour long every Monday they do a mini code and then an hour long episode yeah there's uh who is it um who does the makeup Bailey Syrian I like watching her have you ever seen her uh-uh. she like basically tells like a synopsis of a serial killer or something while she's like putting makeup on uh-huh. and uh it's, it's pretty cool she's really good cool. she's funny too yeah, I, uh, let's see, last year I started getting into, uh, have you heard of Dan Cummins? Mm-hmm. He's got three podcasts. Really? Yeah. He's got a horror one called Scared to Death, a comedy one called Is We Dumb? Is We Dumb? And, uh, one that has a bunch of conspiracies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Weird news called, uh, Time Stuff. Time Stuff? Yeah. Okay. Really cool, man. I got into that a lot last year, but I hear 
for the past like been listening to a D and D podcast. Oh yeah. It's called Dungeons and Daddies. <clears throat> oh, I've heard of that actually. Somebody mentioned that theory, so yeah. Um it's funny, like I was just starting to get to get into uh D and D like right like right before the pandemic. So yeah. and uh like my girlfriend she has she has two friends that, you know, would go over and hang out and like it was so much fun and then just boom, we can't hang out anymore. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I haven't really done it since you know, so yeah, it's fun. That's cool, man. I mean, I mentioned that podcast to people, and they instantly go, like, they think it's a BDSM podcast. But it actually says Dungeons and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> um, that's hilarious. Are there BDSM podcasts? <laughs> I'm sure there is. There is. Something for well, you had that one on Barstool called Call Us Daddy. And oh, then yeah. the one girl left, and now it's still call me daddy. So, you know, <laughs> that is not BDSM, but it alludes to it. Right. Uh, I got you. Arsenal's interesting. They point me in plays the feature reviews or whatever. There's a other guy. He's like a football player, was a football player. Can't remember his name, but he has the most awkward, hilarious interviews ever. Um, I'll think of it later. Okay. At all, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I just listen to, uh, try to listen to funny stuff, uh, to get my mind off of things. And, um, oh, yeah. Uh, over the past, like, year and a half, if you, have you listened to the podcast at all? I started an episode, like, oh, let's see, a couple days ago. I just, like, I just been busy, man. Oh. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking to listen to something more, but, um, um, over the past year and a half, I was working over at a dealership, and uh, there was a guy there, one of the uh, mechanics that came in the time, entire time, he was passionate just about every day um, about my trade. Really? That just made me feel like a horrible person every day. Like that you should feel bad because you're a Christian or something? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Um, yeah. and like, it's not like you were condemning him because he wasn't, right? Or, yeah. Uh, he, uh, that's a bunch of crap. He, uh, he had heard me say something and then he just rambled. And, um, I mean, he, he told me about his past. He, he had, uh, he grew up in the church. Hmm. He had a rough time. I, I think he's just, sure. Doesn't, yeah. But um, but yeah, that had to be one of my thoughts. Really? Bad. Uh, the guy's still in my head. Think about him at least times a week. Wow. Yeah. He's right. He shouldn't give him that type of energy. I know that. It's easier said than done, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, sorry that it affected you so much, but uh, like people like that, just need to keep an eye on their own business, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, you know, um, I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why I spoke. I tried to be nice to him. I would greet him every day. See how he's doing. Have a great day, stuff like that. Like, was like, he's got a band here in Tulsa, and I, I was going to make it a point to um, go out and see him. So. Maybe, maybe, maybe he's different. I don't know. Sure. 
Dave, who's not. Yeah, have you let him know how it made you feel? Well, I think he kind of saw it on my face whenever. But you don't think maybe it would help have a conversation about it and be like, I could really have my feelings before you get into it. I don't know, dude's pretty hard-headed. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't think it would help him. No, like, there are some people that I know it wouldn't help to, you know, try to make an amends to, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. You just try to, you can see it. I hear you though, man. Um, no, that just reminded me when I worked at the loft, uh, I don't know if you were there at the time, there was a guy that worked the front desk, um, like, um, again, this was forever ago, but, um, he was, um, yeah, he, he was Christian and he was very open about it. And I think he might have even been like, letting be a preacher or something. I don't know. Either way, he was very faithful. And, um, we'd had conversations about religion and, um, you know, respectfully, you know, I was sort of questioning him about Christianity because, you know, I, I don't know how I identify that. I guess. Um, and so, but like he would have like, good answers for me, you know, um, you know, why, why he has faith in this and that, you know, but, but they were always respectful conversations. Nobody was ever trying to trump the other, right? Right. And, um, uh, he respected my position, I respected his. And, uh, one day, <laughs> I like this. Um, I was like really, like, I was broke. I was like, flat broke, and I was like, crashing out because I didn't know if I was going to make rich. Yeah. And, uh, I was, uh, I don't know if I said that before the night of life, but, um, anyway, that night, we got crazy busy. Yeah. And I made a lot of money. And I made enough to make that. And, uh, you know, that was traditionally not a very busy place. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like at the end of the night, that was, yeah, it was at the end of the night. I was like, man, stressing out, like, I didn't think I was going to grant it. Like, like, now I can. And I said, like, kind of jokingly, I was like, the Lord provides, huh? <laughs> and he just kind of like cracked a smile and said, I never forget it. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just because, like, I don't know. I've had struggles with faith before. But, like, there are moments in life that just are reaffirming, like, there's something, you know? <laughs> Okay. Um, there's 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 a bunch of times where I think we're not gonna make the rent or be able to get groceries or yeah, and my my pride steps in and I don't want to ask for help because yeah. uh, I think I can take care of it myself and I will do everything I can before I start asking for help. Right. Before I'm like come to us. Yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll try to do something. So, I mean, it's always working. Um, right. Whether it's just uh, selling artwork, selling paintings, mm-hmm. or whether um, we just don't happen to have a generous separate that I drive out to something. Right. Hell oh, yeah. That's like at the last second, it always Yeah. 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 And, yeah, sometimes it takes just changing something in yourself to make it happen. So, 
if you don't down in the dumps about it, just be like, well, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Joanna and I are still together. Yeah. We have two books. That's awesome. Uh, they've never gone hungry. They never missed a meal. Right. Um, never been left cold. Can't afford that. I can't feel it or anything. Right. Um, so I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, just sometimes whenever I am in that moment, though, where I think, now we're not going to be able to make it to save our kids. Sorry. But, um, I'm failing up. Sure. Kind of a helpless spot. But, yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. Now I'm just like talking about the pressure. Like, there have been times where like, I had opportunities, like, turn my life around, and like, I was just so down the dust. I didn't care. Like, I'd rather just on my stuff and, you know, put my nails and stuff, right? you know, and yeah. try to do something about it, you know? Um, that, was, that was, yeah. And I just had another point in time that, like, that was probably my lowest, or, like, I just gave up, you know? Um, I had, so I was in the house with my roommate, or her and her daughter, they were in the rooms upstairs when I made a, a room out of the basement. And so, at that point in time, I was just in, if I had a job, every moment I wasn't at that job, I was just in that basement. And I didn't care about going out, I didn't care about talking to anybody, like, it was, like, pretty brutal, man. Yeah. But luckily, so that, like, yeah, I won't go over, like, a whole life amount of things, but, like, that was after, I'm like, I don't do this, like, that breakup was just, like, a really a bad relationship, or like, like, I was kind of focused and then like I was doing everything for this person and they would keep promising me this and this and they would never, you know, just lie, lie, lie. And so like, I didn't know what a real relationship was like. I was just like, just people are like this. Like, and I didn't trust anyone, you know. Um, but luckily, my, my girlfriend now, um, we've been together almost and yeah, um, she's like, I was kind of resistant to it at first because I didn't really know what a healthy relationship looked like. Right. And, you know, she like, she put up with my crap and just all of my imperfections. And, you know, I was kind of subconsciously test her at times. Like, are you sure you want to do this? Like, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, she just fought through everything and helped me. And, like, she's, she's the best thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't know what I did with Joanna and I been together since 2006. So, it's amazing, dude. Crazy. Freaking graduated high school in 2005. I'm mean, <laughs> now. Yeah. It'll be 16 years this summer. That's incredible. I've got about, well, two friends um, that I went to high school with, I think they started dating when they were like 16, 17, mm-hmm. and yeah, they've been together ever since they're still together, yeah. um, which is incredible to me, it's wild, like, um, that also, they have this uh, Facebook group called 918, and the 8 is A-T-E, 
Oh. And so they get together. So I like my, my friends from high school and stuff too, but they'll get together like once a month and uh, try out a new restaurant. And it's just a reason to try some new food, hang out with cool friends, stuff like that. But, oh, right on. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Man. I tried to do that whenever uh, I worked over at the Doubletree downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, just go to a different restaurant in the Dome District so I can give good recommendations. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, I have a I tell you that I also worked at the Doubletree. Did you? Yeah, that was one of the places, the one out uh, south. Um, like, what, 50 persons or something like that? Or Sheridan? Yeah, yeah over by the where Mahogany is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, that was what I was doing before the pandemic. I was cooking there. Oh, really? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's a cool gig. So, yeah, they just had to pay us off. But luckily, you know, they came through for employment. Yeah. I think they're the cause of uh, most of my weight gain. You got the kind of stuff as well. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, dude, those are pretty good. They would keep them in these plastic bins in the back office. I'm like, uh, I'm going to tag it up. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, yeah. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I probably gave some weight to the double tree, too. Just left so like we did, like concierge. So like in the kitchen, we cook for everybody. We cook for bar, the restaurant, concierge, like in room service. So like got a lot to do. This is busy, man. Yeah, uh, I I'd seen the uh, the chefs over at the hotel now over at the Marriott. Huh? Mm-hmm. Now that we're getting more and more events, we're worn out, man. Yeah, I imagine. Sure. Yeah, like we just had the dog show last week. And now we're going to have the PGA tournament. So that's, that's going to be a huge deal. We're sold out. We've been sold out for like mm-hmm. over half a year now. Is Trey still in the kitchen? No. Oh, no, he's in, uh, that pub in Broken Arrow. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. I was making awesome burgers for my parents. Nice. <laughs> yeah, we can get our beer. <laughs> I play with you along with that guy. Hey. Uh, yeah. All new stuff. Cool. Man, that was the original one. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, I saw him recently on the Mother Road. That used to be the GM. Yo? You got that? Yeah, got yeah. It, yeah, yeah. I didn't like post right there. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I, I, I just, like, I've tried to quit three times. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll get another job, and one of those jobs felt I would call the someone at the front desk, and they always would be getting a different all right, let's see if I can All right. They called uh, back in November. All right, welcome back. But under certain, uh, certain conditions. There we go. <laughs> uh, I wanted to work in the morning because um, that was the reason I left in the first place this past time. And, uh, because my kid, my, my youngest son, um, said because he would only see me right before school. I wouldn't see him for 
I got a call from their school. Um, they said Noah missed his bus. He didn't hear the call again. Like, all right, I'll head that way. And I uh, start getting ready. I'm about to go out the door, and Jackson walks in. <laughs> I'm like, uh, where's your brother? He goes, I don't know. I'm like, hey, excuse me? You didn't make sure your little brother was on the bus with you that on. Well, seriously, I'm talking to my friend. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. I'm like, and when did you notice that he wasn't with you? Halfway down our street. I'm like, you got to pay attention. He's your little brother. I told you that. Yeah. You got to look out for him. Yeah. You know, I'm not always going to be around, but when something happens, I, I'm looking to you to look after him and protect him and stick up for him. And good thing he was at school and that's where he was left. I mean, if this was like somewhere else. And he got left. He knows there's somebody that took an offer. Right. So that's, that's the type of thing. Kind of, uh, uh, that's the type of conversation that I have to have. Sure, yeah. I think up for him. So, and I'm about to sign him up for, uh, correct. So, uh, that way they can. Oh, yeah. That's what I was talking about. That's why I decided to like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just teaching some self-defense. Yeah, sure. Self-defense. That's awesome. Well, Jackson wants cry. Noah wants one. <laughs> That's a thing? <laughs> well, parkour. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, like American Ninja Warrior type stuff. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Right on. That's about so fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm going now to the place. Damn. Oh, yeah. 121st. Is it all those? No. Okay. No, it's, it looks like it's in a storage uh, facility. Okay. Kind of, like these little businesses and stuff like that, but they've got the garage doors out front. Mm. Um, but yeah, they have a whole office set up. Right. That's where he wants to go. Like 12 miles away. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm. No, I. Uh, He's real passionate about it. I'm signing him up now. Now that I'm on mornings, I'll be able to take him and get him there on time. Fair enough. Yeah. When I was working the evenings, uh, there's no way I was going to do that. But that'll be pretty good. Yeah. Get him out and come away from the video game for a little bit. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like my dad, uh, Jim, always trying to find self in community, like just to make sure I'm like, I'm just staying active, you know, but like you said, just get, getting you away from the video games, you know, yeah. watching TV and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So like I played some little league baseball for a while. I think I like tried to play basketball, but just sucked at it. <laughs> but yeah, um, did golfing for a summer. But other than that, like, like I was really in hockey, but we had a hockey team, you know, so, oh. like, uh, I don't know, roller skates, and I had, like, a net, and I just practiced by myself, you know, but, but, yeah, there was no potential game on a hockey team until I had Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, still with my parents, they always had me in some sort of sport, traveling on and everything, baseball, soccer, basketball, uh, bowling. Yeah. And, um, I always like bowling. 
Yeah. I, I still got my ball, ball from our time. That's a fun Yeah, I mean, I never took karate or anything. I, I, I don't think it's
into a project, I become obsessed with it. And I don't think you should be doing it if you're not obsessed with it. Like, so I've got enough. It's just that little nugget that is. This is worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the last thing I saw James Gandolfini. Oh, yeah, that was, that was a while back, yeah. That was really good. Thank you. Yeah, that was a charcoal one. Yeah, I'll use charcoal every now and then. It's really good for contrast. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, your portraits are awesome. Thank you. Uh, you also did Travis. Oh, Travis Barker. Barker. Yeah. yeah. That's one of my favorite ones because the tattoos are so much fun. That was awesome. Yeah. Now, that's the thing, like, it's a lot easier to do realism on a, a large scale if you, you know, have a big canvas, like, you know, you look at it in a photo, you're like, how the hell do you do that? Like, well, it's just little increments of things over a large scale, you know, it's just, so, yeah, those bigger drawings are easier for me because uh, it makes it look more impressive, but it's really not, not that much harder. Yeah, I find it harder to do small drawings, like to try to put detail into it, it's just like, not enough simple. Yeah, but yeah, I owe, I owe that to my art teacher from middle school, man, he was the best. He was such a jerk, too. <laughs> like, he, uh, Tom Proctor, shout out, um, rest in peace. Uh, he, like, he saw something in me early on and kind of pushed me, you know, like, it's like, it's like, he kind of, like, recognized, like, that I was pretty good at drawing. And then he was like, pick on me. Like, you know, like, I thought I was better than a lot of kids in class, but he wasn't going to let me know that. Yeah. You know, and, you know, he would you know, criticize the crap on the drawing, but that was contrast terrible perspective makes no sense. Like, you know, like to the point where I would be like almost in tears. I was watching, like, are you picking on me? Like, like, he just wanted me, he knew I could do better. And, like, um, that became you know, apparent later on. Like, like they do, like, award classes and stuff, um, at the end of the school year. And, uh, I was like, there's no way he's like that. Like, and he gave me the award for most improved artists. Oh, right on. <laughs> I was really surprised. But, um, yeah, he was just one of the teachers. Like, he would have his, like, former students come in and visit him. Like, he was just that much of an impact on him. Yeah. Like, so, so, yeah, I know a lot of my, I talk to that guy. I, um, here lately I've been doing a lot of, uh, like 90s cartoon portraits, like a lot of uh, 90s Nickelodeon characters, and uh, Cartoon Network characters. This guy in Kansas who's been buying up all these uh, 90s uh, Nicktoon sidekick pictures from me. Nicktoon sidekick? Yeah, like um, like from Rock and Modern Life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it'd be Heifer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have her from me. Yeah, yeah, I think I saw you post one of those. Mm-hmm. Those are really cool, man. And, um. Yeah, the, like, uh, I don't just, are you saying I'm like, it's just, I always be cool with that. I'm, I'm not very good with a paintbrush, honestly. Um, I need to work on it. Which I think you're getting better dope. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, it, it was different, man. I, I didn't start painting until, like, about two or three years ago. And uh, I wanted to try it out, and I like colors like crazy. Instead of uh, really working out with colored pencil, I'm like, I'll just do this. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I started doing like 
you do acrylic paint? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I was thought, well, it's hard to, like, run, and it takes forever to dry. And, like, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's another level. So I'll just... Right. <laughs> um, so I was doing Nicktoons and cartoon network characters and horror uh, icons. Like, I, I did one of Pennywise and Uncle Fester and uh, Captain Fall and stuff like that. And, um, that's what I would usually do, just to make some extra, extra things. Right. Um, well, there was, sorry, sorry. Sorry. Uh, no, this guy from Kansas, he, he's got like six or seven of my paintings up in his house, and it's all the pictures uh, that I get. Yeah, I tried to smart work for a while. Um, I just do like little mini portraits, like, Oh, yeah. Everybody listening doesn't know him, but, you know, six by four, I don't know. But just do, like, celebrities, like, not usually musicians, you know, be like Prince or Plateau or Biggie or something like that. Yeah. And um, I take them to, so there was this thing they used to have downtown called the Cycle 120. It was like an open mic for musicians, poets, whatever you wanted to do. Oh. And uh, they have, like, an open chant session where, like, they basically just play jazz and like people just freestyle and like that like became my church after like like when I discovered it, I was like this is what I would go every single Monday. Everyone there was cool. Like um it was like predominant predominantly African American, but like I never felt unwelcome or anything like that. Everyone was so cool. Yeah. And um I considered like doing some poetry there for but I never never got an exception for it. Um but yeah, I would I would uh take art there and sell sometimes and but um it's difficult man like you know I'd have like a whole stand and uh, maybe sell out of like fifteen pieces like you know? okay. but to me that's a win. You know, I don't own anything. But you know, I was just happy to be there. But but yeah, it's difficult to hustle art sometimes man. It is. Um yeah I I still got like I have six pieces at home that I just got hanging up on my walls and put it on. Right. Yeah, it's, I'm sorry. Seven. I got a big one in love. Uh, all mostly just original stuff. Um, I got into, um, listening to Critical Role and stuff like that and D&D mm-hmm. podcast. So I started, I did one of the first, and I'm Mage and first thirty and stuff like that. They're all just like close up faces and stuff like that. Oh. No one's been hitting on them. Right. It's it, <laughs> my landlord so when he comes in. Yeah, right. <laughs> 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 Stand on the opposite yeah. wall, you got Jason Voorhees and Ghost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That was something I was just thinking about. Um, you guys have said I was like struggling to come up with subjects for drawing paintings and stuff, like, normally I'll just find a picture I think is cool and draw it, you know, but, like, we come up with just original ideas or something, right? And a friend of mine told me, like, you should just read more. Like, you, you, you come up with more ideas if you just have more imagery in your head, if you're, you know, a fan or something, then, like, that's probably going to be more inspiration. Not reading that. I'm... I mostly just go on um, Instagram or something like that, and I'll just look up 
just uh, I'll just go to the search part and just look at the and all games. All right, well, um, I don't know. I even went on Hero Forge. What is it? Hero Forge. Hero Forge. Hero. Oh, Hero Forge. Yeah. That's a little website where you can create your own little custom D&D minifigures. So I'll create like a little character and I'll have them in a certain pose and then I'll draw them like that. So, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I get back into it. I was happy to work on this project, like, my buddy's album, like, well, the photo wasn't very big, so I couldn't fit a whole lot of detail, so I went kind of a more abstract with it. Yeah. And he was, um, then I was, like, nervous, like, when I submitted it, I was like, yeah, I kind of went this direction with it, and that's perfect, like, he liked the scratchiness of it, like, yeah. so, like, it, it worked out, I was happy. Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's always a nerve-wracking definition. You don't know if it's like it or not. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You spend a bunch of time on it. Right. And, uh, I got to send it to you. Right. <laughs> Say, like, it's perfect. Awesome. But I have this game. <laughs> right. I already inked it. <laughs> right, right. Um, uh, yeah, now, now, before I even ink anything, I just send it to him. Just to send it to him, then I can... Like his purpose isn't always been. Sure, yeah. <laughs> no, like I I don't think I've ever like finished in quotations a project and been like, now it's perfect. Right. I always want to keep going back to it, but uh, I have to say I have to stop now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. I I'm never like a hundred percent satisfied. Right. Yeah. Um like all the ones on my wall. You ever heard of this app called Wombo Dream? I'm not sure. It's a it's an app where you can use AI to create artwork. Mm-hmm. You um, select the art style and you give it a prompt, and it will create this really cool. Just get a chance to check it out. But they got this feature now where you can um, can upload one of your paintings or your drawings or any picture really. Mm-hmm. And then do the same style, art style, and it'll be your picture in that style. Yeah, I think I've done that with uh, Pixar. You ever use that one? Um, they have just a ton of different filters where it's like, kind of, uh, pointillism or, um, what was it that Monet did? Freshism. Oh, yeah. It's stuff like it would just make whatever picture. And you put it and they look at that type of painting. Oh, right. Like pop art or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty cool. I'd be fun to mess around with. Yeah. The thing about AI, you tell it to do like a picture or just type in like happy family or something. And it'll do some type of. Really? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it, it doesn't do pictures very well. Uh, it. it if you kind of squint, you can kind of tell that it's people. And if you look at it, it, it freaks the hell out. Right. Yeah. Because one person will have like one eye and then just a blank half of his face. Right. There's <laughs> <laughs> some sort of filter. I don't know if I get it or whatever, but it just looks like whatever you're looking at is a total hallucination. Like, it's just like swirling, like bubbling. There's like animals coming out of 
It, it, there's some points there where I, I stopped doing art for maybe a month or so just because I got overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. I got happy with the attention. I posted all those um, paintings I did like, for that guy in Kansas on mm-hmm. one of these Nickelodeon pages. Uh, with 200,000 numbers and stuff like that. I got uh, about 3,000 acts and over 300 comments and I have a problem with telling people no. Yeah, oh, I do too. And in uh, almost every festival. <laughs> and uh, I'm like, sure. And I will just overload myself with art. I'm like, oh, yeah. I agreed to all this, and they've already paid half up front. Supplies and stuff like that. Some people waited like weeks to a month or just for me to get this done, but I was just overcome. Yeah, no, I, I did it. And yeah. And yeah just, I know that feeling is just like, uh, this is too much right now. Yeah. It's, I mean, because you got your work and all that other stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. And like, the last thing you want to do after you get home from work is do more work. You want to rely on that and you look over and see that half-done painting staring at you, and, like, I need to get it done. That's going to be, like, another five hours. Right. Yeah. Now, I, unfortunately, I, I ended up refunding somebody and gave up on it. So, like, I agreed to it knowing that I'm uncomfortable with doing actual portraits of real people. She wanted a 15-person family portrait. Oh, no, no. I got a 24 by 30. Yeah, that's... And I'm like, yeah, I can't do that. No, that, those type of things are too much for me. I, either I'm charging a super premium and I'm taking a long time to do it, yeah. or I'm just... It's, I'm gonna touch it. <laughs> because like that, it's so involved. Yeah. It, it takes it out of you and I mean, I tried and I got maybe four or five people into it and none of the brush strokes were working. Nobody was looking right. Um it was a downer thing. Like I, I can't get any of the people right because with yeah. the cartoon character, they already have. So you're, are you thinking like a quarter size of a face, or is it bigger than that? Like, like when you're trying to paint someone's face, like in this. Oh, in that big yeah canvas. Uh well, wait, wait, are you talking about the family portrait? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is like a twenty-four by thirty canvas size. Yeah. So each, I don't know, each person that was about the size of. Oh, okay. Uh, um. Yeah. It, so you know, like, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, I, the most frustrating thing in the world to me is like someone wants like a family portrait and like the pic is like less than a megabyte. Like, it's like so low resolution. It's like, what do you want me to do with that? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she sent me all the best pictures that she can, and she she really took time to find 
uh, good pictures of each individual person. But yeah, I'm like, I'm not getting any accurate heights here. So people are going to be the same height. I think one person's 12 and the other's 14. <laughs> right. Um, they're the same height. So I had to kind of guess on some of them, but I don't know. Man. Kind of a downer. I'm like, I'm not kidding. At all. So I went all the time. I gave her like that. I just got to learn to say no if I'm actually, yeah, I'm comfortable. Yeah, but yeah, that's, what, that's just a teaching moment. Like, it's good that that happens because now you know you have, like, you have the capacity, you know, like, here's what I'm able to handle right now. Right. So, yeah. Um, and now, there was this one guy who, uh, and he was one, like, uh, I don't know, 10 different Nicktoons, doing different things. Like, he wanted, wanted it in the style of, like, like, uh, the dogs playing poker. But different Nicktoons doing different things, you know, like, and I usually do single subject portraits. Right. At most, too. Right. So, um, so he simplified it, and now he wants Graham from Graham Adventures of the Oh, okay. Okay. It was on, uh, yeah. it was on Cartoon Network, but it's the Grim Reaper and the Steam guy. I'm like, okay, I can handle Right. Not ten different characters doing different things. Right. <laughs> I mean, I did, I did this uh, one characters from Lilo and Stitch. The sister and her boyfriend and a baby, and just that. It, I almost quit on that one. That was a lot. Just trying to get everything right. I don't know. It, it, it just seems way too busy, mm-hmm. you know. And I can just spend one session, like maybe hours on one character. That way I can right. do more detail on the that. Yeah, the, so the favorite thing I'm telling you about, I did a portrait, like, because I wasn't performing, I thought you know, contribute something. And so I took, like, I think it's nine different photos from, like, you know, the show just over the years. That I, and I just made, like, a collage, and I drew each and every photo, you know, like, um, just put it all in one big thing, just gave it to the, the guy. And yeah, like, I don't know, like, that was, I don't know, I felt really good about that. This is, like, my thank you. So it's, like, like this group of people gave me a reason to want to continue to do art and like care about art, whether it's music or drawing or whatever. Yeah. And um so yeah. Fine, that's just kind of talking a little bit. Um, I don't know, that was a really fun project. Because it was a passion project. So yeah. It was a uh, purpose. Right. Yeah. I'm um, man. Um yeah, my dad wanted me to do some album art for his uh band also. Oh right. Um, um but uh, he just got out of surgery. I think he had given me like one of the CDs one time, way back in the day. Okay, I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know. I know that, but one of my 
co-workers bar will book those CDs and that's why I won't bet it might be in there. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he's been working on his second album since 2010. It's been a while. Um, yeah, so he got me a chance to play a guitar much further. He got down physical therapy after big back surgery. And um, he was having issues with uh, some missing his hands, like uh, nerve issues. Right. So, yeah. Oh, you're fine. <laughs> yeah. It's sad to see. Him. My dad, I, yeah. I've always grown up with being some sort of band. I was, right. I was talking to the guitar player, and he can't do his fingers, and he can't play. And he hasn't been able to ride his motorcycle. Uh, works. Uh, just had a computer at work. Had that affected stuff too. So rough to see him in pain and not being able to. Yeah. That's the thing. Your parents, or you, you see your dad as a. Super guy. Yeah, I was just going to say superhero. Like, yeah, because that's, that's, and kind of how, I don't know. It's weird the moment that you, like, realize your parents are just people, too. Right. Um, yeah, and a lot of that came from, like, divorce and stuff. It seemed like my parents all owned all these, and, like, um, you know, like, at a certain point, I kind of became their therapist. Yeah. Like, you know, they would, um, and I actually got into therapy later on. I, I I didn't think that was weird. I was just like helping my parents, you know, get you know, through this. And like, and uh, my therapist told me like, you realize that's like totally inappropriate. Like, like the like the things that they were like basically putting me through, like to try to help them. Yeah. Like that was like neglecting what I really needed at the time. You know, and basically saying like, like basically to ask me for help. It's like. Like that's no, it's a it's a real term, but the term for it is emotional incest. Oh. Like, but you would um, normally the type of feelings and stuff that you're shared that you sh- would be sharing, or feeling uh, like the type of things that you should be preserved for, like a spouse, you're putting on, a, you know, your kid. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's it's something. I don't want to get into that too much, but like. I gotta get up on that tangent. Um, <laughs> but like, yeah, no, uh, so yeah, when your parents are just become, you know, oh, these are just people. And they're not something, you know, superhero type stuff. Like, they're just also. And that, I think that's a big part of growing up and becoming an adult. It's like understanding, you know, your parents are vulnerable too. You know, they, you know, they go through, they, they suffer too. And like, that's okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I probably interrupted you. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Um, no, it, it, it's weird. That, that, that's the part of life. Um, yeah. But, like, so, yeah, like you were talking about, um, you know, your dad and uh, stuff like, um, so my dad, uh, 
got in a really bad car wreck, like, and, and five years ago, but, uh, yeah, like, basically, like, semi, like, pulled out in front of them, like, oh. just, and arch went underneath it. Yeah, it was like, it was a miracle he survived. Yeah. And the fact that he can walk is insane, mm-hmm. but he had a really long road, you know, recovery after that, you know, still had some, you know, sort of limp, but, um, yeah, that was a very sobering moment for me, like, just don't fight for granted, don't like make sure. I don't know. Just like when I got that call that the dad's been arrested, you don't know like, anything else basically. So, and yeah, I was in the emergency room for like just pacing around for like almost two hours and he didn't was me and his best friends and my mom and so um, my brother wasn't there yet, but he was driving home. Uh, uh, yeah, that, just that period of time may have been uh, just the worst times of my life because I don't know if my dad is know this. Yeah. Right? And then, like, this nurse comes, uh, out to the waiting room and she's like, fine, come back. It's like, you okay? She's like, okay. That was like, <laughs> and like, I got to the, you know, where he was, and if I had a puddle over him, I had a, I would have thought that next thing. Um, that grace. Yeah, and that grace. And, uh, he was in so much pain, but he was trying to, like, keep it straight for me. He was like, hey, buddy, it's okay. I was in tears. Like, I was, like, bawling, crying, and just telling him, like, I was so, 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 I was so scared, I was so scared. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hi, buddy, how are you He's like, for me. Yeah. And he was like on the brink of death. And he was supposed to make sure I'm okay. Right. You know? It's just uh, it's a really crazy moment. <laughs> That's scary. Yeah. Like, if I know my parents are out on the bike or whatever, and I hear, and I get a notification on my talking about like a bike rack or something, I always call my parents. Well, I, I already know they don't wear their helmets in town. They know now. I, I wish they would. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I always check on the food. Right. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. All right, well, that happens. Okay. That sucks that that happens. So, yeah. But it's just that anxiety. It's like, once I feel like, like, <laughs> like after I moved out, my parents got, I don't know, they got a new TV, they got a shed, motorcycle, got more tattoos, and we're going out more with the friends. I'm like, yeah, don't we'll bring all at once. I don't know. Yeah, you do. But, um, but I, I kind of feel like, and every now and then, I think, um, right, yeah. That's what's so, like, I wanted to clarify what I was talking about before when I was talking about like oversharing with your kids and stuff. I wasn't trying to like slander my parents' life, you know, they're bad people or anything. Right. It's just like when you go through tough situations like that, it's hard to know where the boundaries are, you know. And when your spouse isn't there and you're basically battling yourself, your only option is your kid. 
you know, it's just a, it's just a tough situation. So yeah, I was just I was just wanted to clarify that. Oh no, no, no. Um. Learning to love yourself? Something? Yeah. Um, that's a big one. <laughs> so, like, I've dealt with some form of depression, and I was a kid. When I was a kid, I didn't really know what depression was. I just, I felt like everyone else had it together and knew what was going on, and I was, like, living in a world I wasn't supposed to be. I felt just kind of like an alien. And, um, I don't know, I was always kind of quiet, shy, but, like, you know, I hated being questioned or having someone comment, like, you're so quiet, like, why are you so quiet? Like, yeah, I'd have nothing to say. Like, like if you want to ask me a question, I'll answer it, you know, but, like, I'm not, I didn't feel uncomfortable with silence, you know, like, I felt like some people always had to talk, and that's fine, I, I would observe, you know, but I didn't feel an obligation to keep a conversation moving, you know, it's like some people just like, if we're not talking, it's awkward, I don't, I don't feel that way, yeah. you know what I mean, mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, like, but because of that, feelings different, like, other than like, you know, like it definitely develops like depression and like self-esteem thing. Um, one thing I wanted to bring up to you, like, okay, so I was raised up in Baptist. Okay. And um, I don't know how old I was. I was young when I got baptized. And I would say like, oh, you accepted Jesus Christ in your heart. But I did. I got baptized because I thought it's what I was supposed to do. Yeah. And I didn't really feel anything hurt. And I felt such a guilt about that. Um, like, that I did the worst thing you could do, and that's the light of God, you know? And that, like, that stuck with me, you know? Like, I just felt like a fraud. And, um, I don't know, it's abstract and weird, but, like, that, like, played a, I think, all my self-esteem, like I'm some weird big person, and um, but like, like going through all these things in life, like relationships and understanding, you know, what it's like to actually love and be loved. Um, like I'm just trying to wrap this around into like learning to love yourself, but. Do a quick rundown, like, so when I moved to Tulsa, I got in a relationship with this girl as my early 20s, and we stayed for like four years, we lived together. And, um, I had this, like, you know, I thought I loved her and this and that, and we were supposed to get married eventually, but like, there was this part of me that was like, oh, my early 20s, you know, I need to be in college and um, a party and chick, so all that stuff. And, um, eventually broke up, but when I was single, all of a sudden I had that freedom, you know, single, you know, you know, living kind of a crazy, promiscuous lifestyle, like, this is everything that I thought I wanted, and I was absolutely miserable, yeah. like, 
because like there was no love in any of that. It was just like oh crap, man. Like it, I don't know, it was just just a fake life. Like there was no purpose to it. And it was like that's what I thought I wanted. I thought I wanted that of freedom and chick all about like and um yeah. and um it wasn't you know going through phases of self esteem and you know but like it wasn't until so the therapy and like like I said this relationship I'm in now, like basically just loving me unconditionally and like I mean it seems unconditional anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like I don't know, like actually in a way I sort of like have made amends to that kid that felt like brought. Yeah. Like I feel like I have nothing to hide or, you know, lie about. Um, I'm able to just like accept accept myself as I am, like once and all. And I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And um let's see. Growing up, I was always the bigger kid. Um, I always felt like, uh, like the mascot. Like the, like the funny fat kid. Right. Um, and, uh, throughout the whole, my, my whole school, school, I was one of the girlfriend and there were girls that I had crushes on since the dad. None of them felt <laughs> the same. Um, well, I always gravitated towards, like, I don't know, the popular kids that they did like. Mm-hmm. I tried to meet them, but right. I came in them, didn't look right. I still had a wait. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I was pretty chubby. So, yeah, I kind of, I think I was a very cool kid. <laughs> I mean, just the names people call you. Like, like I was saying earlier about my my oldest son called yeah. That that creates a long term memory right. that's stuck in your head, and you start seeing yourself as that. Oh yeah, especially as you know, uh, an impressionable age. Right. You know, like this is when your brain is still forming, and yeah. like. Easy to get things stuck in there that probably aren't gonna go away ever. <laughs> right. I mean, it's sad to see a kid that young just look. I guess you would call it. The, yeah. And I mean, he's so young; he hasn't even experienced. Real like oh, heartbreak, I guess, or whatever. I, I don't, I don't know how to. I kid that age. Sure. No. That is awesome. Yeah, he looks up. I mean, yeah, he. Sometimes it's just out of Right. <laughs> um, that's got to be a tough thing, knowing. But your kids are gonna have to go through as far as life experience and they're gonna have their hearts broken. Like around several times most likely. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and you know, I don't know, that'd be tough to think about. Yeah. 
And I mean, I, I still go every day. I, I'll be walking around, I'll catch myself in a reflection or something. I hate what I see. You know, and so that's not good at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, but as much as I want to change it, I mean, I've, I've done different diets and they worked and then, um, I quit and I went back to my, my old habits and I gained weight back in time. I've been doing this yo-yo thing eight nights. Yeah, like, I'm not a dietitian by any means. Like, I love, like, I'm, I don't know, I've been for a while, but, like, when I did lose weight, I didn't lose any health effect. Like, I was basically just starving myself and running all the time. And, like, you know, like, my dinner would be, like, tuna and crackers and rum. Like, <laughs> but, yeah, like, I don't know, man. It's tough. Uh, I mean, I, I, I want to be able to be around with my kids as long as I can. You know, I, I don't want to be like, going to have a heart attack. So, I mean, right now would be a good time to start a better choice. Um, as, as much as I want that, I, I don't know. I want to do a diet, but I know I'm probably going to fall off of it. I mean, that's, that's the good thing with Joanna, though. She keeps me grounded. But I'm usually the person to serve back to the old habits of work. Right. Yeah, we can have a cheese. But a pie or something? Right. <laughs> and then a pie turns into a pizza, and it turns into a whole thing at a restaurant that serves up a freaking crust. Right, yeah. So. Yeah. No, I, I totally did it. Yeah, I, I want to eat healthy, but like there's just something. Okay. Oh. But yeah, like, like I work at Mother and Market, and there's just all this, like, you know, rich food that's everywhere. It's hard to keep it off when that's just at your disposal all the time, you know? Like, right. Just right there. Like, anyway, um, I appreciate you having me on, man. Not a problem. I mean, it's it's good to get this stuff out. Good to talk about it. And like, like I said in previous episodes, sitting in the silence for too long and your brain starts to become Sure. It starts making at you. That's why I started doing this reaching out. Um, I think that's like the purpose of this is like a lot of people know like, hey, you're not alone. Like, I feel like this too. Right. And just hearing that is comforting, I think. Exactly. And this is good, having guests on, so we can get another dimension to bringing people that uh, that are going through stuff that we haven't even talked or thought about talking about. Right. That's good that you already had an idea of what you want to talk about before you came in. Um, There's a lot of those things I can't relate to. Right. My parents are still here. Right. And, uh, and vice versa, like hearing your story, like, it's good to hear those things. So, yeah. Just hear you other people's perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on, man. Yeah, thanks. It's been like eight years since I've been here. Yeah, it's a long time, man. Oh, yeah. I always just, um, had fun, I guess. <laughs> I thought it was interesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
definitely think it was. And if you're interested in being a guest or having your opinion heard, just like this, I think this is definitely the new format. But anyway, no matter what, there's a Facebook group, there's a website, there's a, another Facebook group. There's basically everything on Facebook, Instagram, Reaching Out with Cameron. And you've been listening to Reaching Out with Cameron's show. And I've kind of taken a step back, and that's good. Because you've heard a different format that's going to work a whole lot better than me mouthing off the Cameron. <laughs> so... I'll let y'all do that. Is there anything that you wanted to uh, plug? Or, um, what you got going on? Well, I might as well just get the cat out of the bag. Like, I'm already going by Corey. You can see my artwork on my Instagram. So like it's at thecoreyladder.com. D-H-E-C-O-R-E-Y-L-A-T-T-A. I did say dot com, not dot com. Add the Corey Ladder. Yeah, that's, that's the Instagram. But um, yeah, you can see some of my work there. Um, if you're interested in the commission, you can DM me and have uh, a conversation. Absolutely. Guys, hit him up. Look at his artwork. He does a really awesome job. Uh, there's a lot of really cool But, uh, well, this has been another episode of Reaching Out in brand new format. We've got guests now, so hopefully uh, if you like the episode, if you like the show and everything, give it a share, give it a like. Uh, tell other people about it and let's just spread the word. And let's, uh, let's all just start a talk.